0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first webinar hosted by the ACFE Lebanon chapter for this year. Thank you all for joining us. It feels so good to see that many people are, are still inter- interested in the story. My name is Julie. I'm the
1: Okay, thank
2: you. thank you. I
3: think everyone can hear me right now. Thank you, Julie, for the introduction. Uh I welcome everyone on the call today uh, we are on this webinar we'll be talking about crypto world but from a different angle the crypto space is definitely uh, taking things to a totally new level in many aspects of our everyday life regulators are fearful of this new technologies fearful it could destabilize any country's financial order so talking about disorders and financial bubble my colleague uh, Julie julia and she's the, the communication director at acfi lebanon she'll be showcasing Uh, in a bit, the FTX collapse in a very interesting way. So stay tuned for that. Okay, let's talk about, let's get back to this, uh, the topic of today and to this title specifically. Do you know that there is more than 22,000 crypto coins and tokens, the best known of which is called Bitcoin. At their heart is a technological ecosystem called blockchain, which allows data to be transferred securely, thanks to the complex encryptions for short. Blockchain technology is a paradigm shift that is fast transforming our current reality. And cryptocurrencies run through these decentralized networks located all around the world. But they are not under the control of any single government or company. And that's why many countries are really grappling to know how to contain this borderless new digital technology. Many countries had already banned it. Others are imposing restrictions on it. However, so many countries also are embracing it. We're talking about Vietnam, Philippines, Ukraine, India, and many, and many other countries that will going to uh, use crypto within the current, within the coming soon future. Today, we'll try to explain the basics of this new space, and we will talk about the fraudulent aspect of it, with a detailed story about the FTX collapse and a clear understanding of the, of the aftermath of this tragedy that hit the industry. We will also conclude today's webinar with an intervention by Mr. Nassar Al-Ashkar, the co-founder of Dubai Blockchain Center. So stay tuned with us. We will uh, also provide you some insights with, with Mr. Nassar about the future of cryptocurrency and showcase UAE's efforts in regulating this emerging space. Okay, moving forward, Uh, Before we kick uh, off today's session, I would like to talk more about the CFE credentials. As we all are aware, as we all are aware, with fraud evolving every day and it's on the rise, organizations uh, uh, worldwide rely on certified fraud examiners, CFEs like me and my colleague Julie, to safeguard their businesses from fraud devastating impacts. CFEs are trained professionals who possess a unique set of diverse skills in preventing Detecting and investigating frauds. We're talking about skills as knowledge of complex financial transactions, understanding investigation techniques, ability to resolve allegations of fraud, and designing effective anti-fraud programs. As a CFE, you'll have access to the world-class anti-fraud training and resources through the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, the ACFE, that's located in the US. This will enable you to build and maintain your expertise and stay informed about the latest trends and the best practices cfes will increase their earnings and i'm reading from the screen protect your organization and professional credibility and advance your career so feel free feel free sorry to contact acfe 11 on chapter for more information about the cfe credentials we will be more than happy to assist you on this journey And at the end of the webinar, we'll be sharing with you all the contact details. Okay, moving forward. Today's webinar, as you can see, we have a table of content. We're gonna talk about cryptocurrency. Uh, What's a fraud and the definition and the context of cryptocurrency? We're gonna compare the uh, crypto fraud with traditional fraud. And with my, colleague, uh, with my colleague, Julie, we're gonna talk about the Aftex collapse, as I've mentioned. And to conclude, can, cri- can crypto survive? And that would be an intervention by our esteemed guest. So when we talk about cryptocurrencies, uh, we envision dozens of computers minting digital money, just like mining gold. And yes, crypto is known to require a lot of energy, yet it have triggered what we call a new gold rush. Traditional finance is currently seeing a Trojan horse packed with disruptors that threaten the current established financial system worldwide. But also cryptocurrency is creating a new generation of disruptors that is tearing up the rulebook, trying to prevent the old gods from running the party. Let us wait and see how cryptocurrencies will change our world. And let's understand that in the coming few
2: next slides. Okay,
3: Uh, as you can see, uh, you're seeing a slide with a timeline of how cryptocurrency was created. While various versions of cryptocurrencies have been around for years, as you can see on the timeline, it all started by creating the Bitcoin back in 2009, and the crypto space kept evolving until date. It became a cultural phenomenon, specifically in 2017, when the price of Bitcoin, one of the most established known cryptocurrencies, Surged to reach the price of twenty thousand dollars, signifying a gain of two thousand percent. That's huge, and yes, despite the great, great uh, crypto collapse that happened back in two thousand eighteen, where the price of the Bitcoin that I just have mentioned had lost sixty-five percent of its value from six January to six February, cryptocurrency remains immensely popular nowadays with all its volatility. With Bitcoin being joined by other prominent cryptocurrencies. We're talking about Ethereum, XPR, uh, XRP, sorry, uh, Binance Coin, uh, TrueFi, and many numerous other coins out there. And also we're talking about crypto exchanges that have grown that have grown in popularity lately. And we're gonna talk about uh, about a specific one in a while with Julie about FTX. Uh, giving a platform for clients to trade cryptocurrencies and other for other assets like traditional cash or other digital currencies yet like with all financial instruments especially ones with high volatility like crypto there comes high chances of bad actors to mislead investors and here comes fraud into the play fraudsters will always be there to seize an opportunity and definitely crypto is a great new opportunity Crypto fraud has been the talk of the tone lately, and as crypto scams and fraud become more frequent, many believe that countries and governments need to stand up and regulate this space to find new alternatives that protect customers and the existing financial system. And yes, I do agree, the future of crypto is not yet clear, at least for me, but in my opinion, the space is very fast and will definitely push change on many levels all around the world. As I've mentioned, stay tuned till the end of the session. Our esteemed guest, Mr. The Specialist in the World of Crypto and Blockchain, Mr. Massar Al-Ashqar, will highlight more about the future of crypto and the UAE experience in regulating the industry.
2: Okay, let's
3: start with the basics, the definition. What is cryptocurrency? Let's start with a very easy definition. Cryptocurrency are some form of digital coins that aren't attached to any central bank, any country, or any regulating body. The more technical definition is the one you're seeing on the screen, and I will will elaborate more on that. A cryptocurrency is a digital currency that uses cryptography for security and operates independently of any central bank. It works on a decentralized system that records transactions on a public ledger called the blockchain. You will ask me, how does this process work, Sultan? Well, when a, person, when a person initiates a cryptocurrency transaction, it is broadcasted on this network of computers, which will, val- which will validate and confirm the transaction. The validation process is done through a consensus uh, mechanism, which can vary depending on specific cryptocurrency token or coin. Once this transaction is validated, it will be recorded on the blockchain which is distributed on a ledger that is accessible to anyone on this specific network. The blockchain contains a record of all the transactions that have ever occurred on the network from the day it existed. In order to maintain the security of the blockchain, cryptocurrency uses a system called cryptography. This system encrypts the transaction data so that it can only be read by those who have necessary the encryption case. And it's important, since it ensures that that the transactions couldn't be altered, changed, duplicated, or uh, kind of uh, 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 released in a way or another. So it's worth mentioning that cryptocurrency is designed to be scarce in nature, which means it is limited, it has limited amounts of availability. This scarcity is maintained through a process called mining. I will not go, to go into the details and I'm not a specialist, but still we try to give you an understanding about the cryptocurrency and how fraud can play an aspect in this new world. To summarize the concept, cryptocurrency operates, operates on a decentralized system that relies on cryptography and a public ledger to ensure that the security and the transparency of the transaction is there. I'm just gonna give you kind of uh, some examples or some facts. If you don't know, uh, the largest cryptocurrency it's called Bitcoin, uh, and it's a blockchain secured uh, uh, currency that uses a proof of work system. Proof of work system. Ethereum is the second uh, biggest. Uh, uh, Ethereum is the second biggest uh, uh, cryptocurrency. And it also works on a decentralized project and it creates stable coins and nfts uh okay let's move forward let's move forward and here on this slide i'm gonna talk more about the current traditional way how we do payments in our current days and i'm gonna compare it to the cryptocurrency new way let's put it on this uh in this context so on this slide we shall we shall highlight the traditional payment process that we use worldwide what system do we currently use we use the banking system so to simplify to simplify things simplify things we use the debit and credit cards or wire transfers or any other financial solutions so i'm reading from the screen how exactly that happens let's say that you're going to a bookstore and you want to buy a book so you get the book and you want to process this purchase at the sales point you're gonna tap your card you're gonna tap your bank card at the pos machine or the point of sales machine uh, at the cashier the outlet will run this card information your cards information through the banking system mainly asking the bank whether you have enough money in your account to process this purchase as simple as it is the bank will check the records and will confirm whether you have enough balance. If you do have enough balance, the bank will confirm the payment to the outlet, and the bank will update the records by deducting it from your account and moving it to the outlet's account. And the bank, in his turn, will take a small fee to uh, as being a middleman. So that's how we do it nowadays. So now let's understand, if you want to remove the bank, which is, the middleman from the equation entirely what should we do who would be the best person or entity to trust to keep all those records without being altered or cheated in any way let me answer you in fact you may not trust anyone but we need to trust everyone on a network and that's the basic idea of creating a cryptocurrency and here comes a major aspect of this decentralized digital currency. Let me move forward. As I explain now here the traditional way, I'm going to explain how we do it using crypto. OK, on this slide comes cryptocurrency to shift things and introduce a new way of doing payments using a new medium of exchange, not the regular one that we're using today every day with one objective of, a blockchain te- of using blockchain technology, which is eliminating eliminating the middleman, the bank. And when applied to cryptocurrency, blockchain eliminates the need of any central transaction records. And instead, it will duplicate the transaction ledger and will distribute it all around the world on this network. And each copy owner will keep a record of this purchase. On the screen, I'm, I'm explaining briefly the process, and I'm reading you give your crypto details to the cashier and i'm explaining the same example buying a book from the bookstore using crypto you'll give your crypto details to the cashier at the outlet the outlet will ask everyone on the network to see whether you have enough coins to purchase process the purchase all the record holders on the network uh, of the blockchain will check their records to see whether you do have enough tokens or coins those Uh, record holders are called nodes. If you do have enough balance of this specific token, each node will confirm that to the cashier at the outlet that you're buying from the book. Those nodes will instantly update the records to reflect the transfer. So in conclusion, this means no one organization, public or private, will be able to keep track of where your coins came from. And here comes the risk of what we call fraud. And that's why we created today's webinar to specifically raise awareness on this new emerging space. That is definitely the future. But at the same time, we need to open your eyes on important aspects that might be missing. It's worth mentioning that cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin wouldn't exist without the whole network of nodes and the little thing known as cryptography, which I've explained a while ago, which is something for security. It's really a very complicated, tangible technology, but still some fraudsters out there might use you to make millions of dollars just because you are not aware of the basic concept of how cryptocurrency is being processed and how it works. So please stay informed and updated with this new world and try to understand the processes within the space. Okay, I'll be moving forward and talking about the types of uh, cryptocurrency frauds. Cryptocurrency frauds and scams can come in many forms, including, and I'm reading from the screen, financial crimes, uh, scam, uh, scam ICOs, or initial coin offerings, pump and dump schemes. Uh, crypto and, and, and In this, and this scheme, crypto can provide a new variation of classical pump and dump schemes, where owners of stocks try to drive the price up before selling off their holdings at an artificial peak, which, is, which happens in the regular market. So imagine that happening in crypto. That's uh, crazy. We're talking about uh, market manipulation. Uh, in this case, also uh, improper market manipulation can lead to spoofing. We're talking about front running and other also kinds of schemes that happen in, in such manipulating, in manipulating markets. We're talking about Ponzi schemes. We're talking about traditional theft, uh, dealer, dealer fraud, broker fraud, and many other kinds of frauds. And I'm mentioning here the basic known uh, types of frauds and everyday new schemes are just generated and just created. So be aware of that. And I definitely encourage everyone on the call to look up those terms and understand more about each one to learn not to fall for them in the future. Okay, moving forward. Okay, here on this slide, I'm sharing with you some statistics from the Crypto Crime Report issued by, uh, of this year, 2023, issued by Chain Analysis. As you can see, uh, there are the revenues, the losses for us as being defrauded, but it's revenues for those who've frauded us. The revenues of crypto scams have fell significantly if you can see between 2021 and 2022 from 10.9 billion dollars with a b 10.9 billion dollars in 2021 to fall to 5.9 billion yes it has decreased i i know that that's good news but still those are big numbers it's really huge six billion dollars of losses due to crypto fraud in 2020 2020- in 2022 is a big amount of money. We need to highlight how major is that. I'm also going to highlight another uh, statistics from the same report from the same report created by Chain Analysis. I'm here. I'm sharing the 2022 top ten scams by revenue, specifically investment scams. While scam revenue dropped, as I have mentioned, in 2022, we still see number of highly successful scams, and the top being mentioned over here, the hyperverse, is one of the highest by revenue, which pulled nearly $1.3 billion in revenue. I would also like to highlight one of the, the scams on your screen, and I'm, I'm highlighting the one in the middle of the screen, it's the, the juicy field scam. I have read on the French magazine Le Monde, an interesting investigative article, about the Juicy Fields and they titled the article The Massive Online Medical Cannabis Scam that duped thousands. In summary, over two years more than five hundred thousand people had invested in cultivation in cultivating cannabis plants with a promise of huge returns and all using cryptos. But guess what? There are several lawsuits in preparation all across the world and specifically in Europe after the site has been closed due to fraud. Investor's funds evaporated. So that's really major. I also, I also uh, encourage everyone on the call to, uh, to search all those specific uh, uh, scam uh, cases that, I'm, that I have highlighted over here. Uh, now from my part, I have ended, I'm gonna uh, shift uh the 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 presentation to my colleague julie just please give me a second
2: uh stay with us on the line please Can you hear me? Okay, yes, Julie. Julie,
3: uh, can, you, uh, can you be the host? Or I'll give it to Nassar. Nassar, can you please share the, the presentation? I'll, I'll
2: give you the host, Julie.
3: Okay, it seems
2: we're missing Julie. Uh, Nassar, Mr.
3: Nassar, can you please? Uh... I, I
0: prefer not because
1: I guess my. Yes, yes, I can take the, I can take the host. Okay,
3: sure. I, I'll, I'll make you the host, Mr. Nassar. Please, uh, I'll hand the mic to Julie and Mr. Nassar. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll continue with my colleague, Julie. And we're going to talk in details about the cryptocurrency uh, collapse uh, FTX story. It's a really interesting uh, uh, collapse in the crypto world. And my colleague, Julie, will be talking about this uh, specifically now, uh, handing it to you, Julie. Julie?
0: Can you hear me?
1: Yes, yes. Yes.
0: Okay. So talking about FTX, the giant in crypto that collapsed in November, 2022. So, Sultan, what do you think is the probability of a multi-billionaire losing his entire fortune in a single weekend? One weekend? Do you mean
2: like
3: 48 hours?
0: Exactly. This is what happened to the 30-year-old Sam bankman fried known as SPF, the CEO of FTX, the second largest crypto exchange in the world. Does anyone know what is the largest exchange in the world? There is a poll right here, I guess, since I'm not taking the lead, you won't see it. Anyways, the crypto trader Binance is ranked among the largest cryptocurrency exchanger in the world in 2022, with unbelievable trading volumes. According to the estimates calculated by Bloomberg, the top 10 cryptocurrency exchangers are bringing in as much as $3 million per profit per day. So considering that cryptocurrency did not even exist until 2009, profit at that level is absolutely astonishing. As you can see here, only Binance was bringing $3.48 million in revenue per day. So back to FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. As you can see, this is one of the codes of Sam. Sometimes the only thing standing between what is and could be is the will to, to be there or to get there whatever it requires. So Sam was determined to reach a point where he can influence the market and uh, have uh, his own empire. So um, Sam was known as SDF. He was graduated from MIT and was on the cover of Fortune and Forbes magazine. His net worth was estimated to be $26 billion. Big names like BlackRock and SoftBank invested in his vision. But behind this facade was something completely different. Sam's empire was actually a bunch of 10 romantically involved crypto kids. Can you believe it? So after graduating from MIT, uh, Sam started working at the New York trading firm, Jane Street Capital. This is where he realized that he could make a fortune trading in cryptocurrency. He discovered a loophole where he could buy Bitcoin cheaper in America and sell it for a high price in Japan.
3: Why Japan exactly, Julie?
0: Well, he noticed a gap in the crypto markets. The price of the Bitcoin in Japan was about 10% higher than the United States, which presented an opportunity for him for cross-border arbitrage. Sam could buy Bitcoin in the States and sell them in Japan, pocketing the profits.
1: At that time, exchanges were not all connected altogether, so there was a leverage between one exchange to another. So that's why the prices between one exchange to another, it was different and he find this gap to enter in. And by the way, it was from my side, it was a smart uh, move from the beginning.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it was a smart move. Now we don't have uh, (laughs) such a thing. Okay, so uh, in 2017, uh, Sam created Alameda. Alameda was launched as a quantitative quantitative trading uh, firm, uh, in 2017 in the Bahamas. Many of the staff were some ex-co-workers and MIT colleagues and uh, an inner circle of 10 people who participated together in all kinds of activities, including the inexperienced CEO Caroline Elisa. In 2019, SBF started its next major project which is FTX it was a cryptocurrency derivative exchange. And for, for those who are not familiar with the exchange, it's basically a place to store and trade different cryptocurrencies and token for a fee, of course. Right, Mr. Nassar?
1: Yes, correct. We'll be talking uh, deeply about the exchanges and the regulated exchanges, so. Exactly. Yes.
0: So the firm uh, was also offering uh, to, uh, for, for their clients to, sto- to store their money in a token called FTT which is the, the, the token that blew the entire mass and we'll get to this. So moving forward and to know how big was the, the FTX and the collapse, um, in July, 2021, it was reported that FTX was averaging $10 billion per day in trading volume across its 1 billion users. By this stage, FTX had UC Berkeley Stadium named after them and had an advertising partnership with Mercedes and Formula One. And even an NBA stadium in Miami named after them. Yeah, this is the slide.
3: So FTX was involved in everything, Julie.
0: Exactly. And even it was involved in the politics. So um, after that, um, one of the main ambassadors of FTX was the couple Tom Brady and uh, Giselle Bonchner. And we're gonna see a couple of ads staring at this couple. Yeah,
2: please, master.
0: it's not working
2: no it's not running okay okay never
0: mind never mind okay ftx into politics so uh, ftx became a partner of the world economic forum and even donated five million dollars to joe biden in 2022 and 50 million dollars to politicians ahead to the election of 2022. Joe Biden in 2020 and the elections of 2022. So SBF was pictured was pictured shaking hands with uh, Tony Blair, Bill Clinton, Katy Perry, and Orlando Bloom uh, at the 3,000 ticket crypto event hosted by SBF uh, in the Bahamas. So step by step, SBF was gaining political influence, and nobody was paying attention. The second half of 2022 was the turning point for uh, Sam Bankman free. In November, 2022, the United States, New York Fed and 12 banks include, including Citibank and Wells Fargo announced they are testing digital US crypto tokens. So after years of chatter, central bank digital currencies are looking in, are looking to be part in the next financial system for the United States and FTX wanted to be in the center of it. So as FTX was growing, someone was watching, which is his main rival, the CEO of Binance, known as CZ, which is FTX's biggest competitor. A single tweet from this man would start a chain of reaction and collapse the whole empire. We'll get to this. So after getting the uh, cryptocurrency involved in the uh, in the market and uh, in the banks, uh, the risks became very, uh, uh, the market became very risky. And uh, behind the scene, the crypto firm began began to blow up and go understand, because became, he, he became the man to bail everyone out. He could buy the crypto uh, of uh, the main uh, companies because everyone was considering that Alenida has many uh, has plenty of capital to spare. So behind the scene, Sam and his friends in Alameda were making huge profit, losses from the bad trades and the bailouts. So seeking to prop up Alameda, Sam secretly transferred at least $4 billion worth of FTX consumer funds. Publicly, he was stating that all of these funds were being moved around FTX companies. <laughs> He even tweeted, rotating a few FTX wallets today, we do this periodically, might be a few more coming in the next days. So people tracing these words and tracking his tweet were suspicious, and they had to be.
3: Okay, well, well SPF was lying, isn't it, Julie? Yes, is, exactly.
0: He was lying. It was one of the largest transfers of token exchange in the world. And I it see. was not, not within FTX, it was the... To another wallet at Alameda. Interesting. Yeah, so moving to the, uh, from friends to rivals. This is how CZ took a big part in the collapse of FTX. Because, can we move to the uh, timeline please, uh, Nasser? Not this slide, the one before, please.
1: No, the one before, okay. That's
0: yeah, okay. So in this timeline, this is the FTX collapse timeline. On the 2nd of uh, November, CoinDesk published an article about Alameda research balance sheet full of FTX digital token. On the 6th of uh, the same month, November, Binance announced it will sell sell off the FTX token purchase known as FTT. So uh, back in, uh, back to 2019, Binance purchased around $2 billion of FTT from FTX. So on the 6th of November of 2022, Binance announced it will sell the, their FTT. And Binance agrees on the 8th to acquire the, the FTX for a minimum uh, amount. But back and forth, on the 11th of the same month, FTX filed for bankruptcy because everybody was rushing to withdraw their money from the market. So FTX was growing and uh, uh, CZ was taking advantage of uh, this uh, leaked uh, balance sheet for Alameda to uh, break uh, FTX empire. On the 12th of uh, the same month, okay, this is where CZ took part in the collapse.
2: Can we move forward, please, Master? Is this one working? Oh. No, as well? Too bad.
0: Okay, so what really happened that the value of FTT dropped significantly, prompting FTX customer to withdraw money from their accounts. So this is the scheme, which is considered to be the FTX fraudulent scheme. People are expecting, many questions uh, uh, came to light after the collapse. When Alameda received the money from the clients, why didn't, why didn't it buy stable coins and transfer the coins to FTX? If FTX didn't receive the cash from Alameda, how did it buy crypto for the clients? In fact, what happened is that when clients were, were wiring the money to Alameda, intending for FTX, Alameda essentially considered it as an IOU, IOU, it's a deed, to FTX. And in FTX books, clients were shown they had money, and the Alameda account at FTX was withdrawn from the same amount. So people were considering themselves storing money in FTX and Alameda, whereas they're only owning deeds, which is the IOU. After the collapse, many considered that uh, SBF is the new model. Here are some analogies and differences between them. First, the trust. People were looking at SBF as the leap of faith because this issue was like the same as the the model one. They can can inspire trust. And uh, despite the red flags in the system, Everybody, everybody was looking as, uh, at FTX and SBF as being the source of faith and uh, the new, uh, the new uh, crypto founder. Then they were, they were both innovation, innov- innovative in uh, the market. Both men were financially innovators and running complicated businesses. Celebrity endorsement, Madoff was the once chairman of the Nasdaq stock. His celebrity clients include, included Steven Spielberg. Same for FTX, as you previously mentioned, Tom, uh, Tom Brady and uh, his wife, in addition to, uh, to uh, Bill Clinton and other politicians were backing uh, sdf and FTX. How the customer's money were used. Madoff was in fact same, simply taking money from the customer to meet other customers while taking a slice for himself. The scam, uh, this is the scam known as the the Ponzi scheme. Whereas for uh, Sam Bankman, he was orchestrating a massive years long fraud diverting billions of dollars of the trading platforms customer funds for his own and personal benefits. So what's next, can the public and the government legislator trust the crypto systems? What do you think, Mr. Nassar?
1: Well, this is a big question and thank you for the great information about FTX. So I'm here to talk uh, from my uh, point of view and uh, uh, where I sit in the UAE jurisdiction and a very regulated market. Uh, So here it comes two major Uh, factors. The number one factor is regulation. Number two is education. And for instance, for this reason, I'll be talking about the regulation worldwide, how it started about the cryptocurrency. We all know that cryptocurrency and digital assets—it's a new era, a new uh, wave of uh, digitization, and futuristic vision that will replace one day the physical money. So, and in any transition phase, many scammers they jump in between and try to scam people who doesn't know and in places where it's not regulated. That's why I'm gonna be, I'll be talking about the regulation worldwide. So regulation here started in the United States uh, through three major functions, the Security and Exchange Commission, Commodity Future Trading Commission, and Financial Crime Enforcement Network. These are three organizations. They are fully regulating the crypto and digital asset space where people, they can trade safely like any other exchange. If we can take another uh, example, which, which is Japan that you mentioned uh, in your case about uh, FTX where he was trading before. So coming back to the FTX uh, story, by the way, Sam, uh, he was a very young guy. He was 25 years old. He was a normal trader. But when he made the first fortune and he was when he was uh, the first uni- unicorn that he made it from zero to hero up to $200 million, Many people jump on him, and his company get bigger and bigger, and he start going left and right and into different dina- dimensions. And he was sitting in a unregulated jurisdictions, jurisdiction, which is Bahama uh, framework. So that's why he, in here, in a regulated space, everything is safe, and I'll be going through the regulation authorities. So the United uh, Arab Emirates and the EU as well, they have implemented the fifth anti-money laundry directive which sets forth regulatory requirement for crypto related businesses for this reason UAE they were uh, jumping ahead on this uh, technology and they uh, enforce and they issued the first regulatory authority called dvara which is the virtual asset regulatory authority to position dubai as a regional and international hub for virtual assets and related services this is number 1 to empower investors and protect them and increase awareness about the virtual asset services, to promote to the new world, the virtual asset and attract investment and businesses, and to promote and share responsibility in developing efficiency and bespoke regulation. And this VARA authority is supported by local government organization, like Dubai Digital and Dubai Police as well. So sitting in a regulated space, you feel super safe and you think for the future. So the three major authorities in Dubai or UAE that regulate the cryptocurrency or digital assets are DIFC, which is Dubai International Financial Center, ADGM, which is Abu Dhabi Global Market, and DMCC, which is Dubai Multi-Commodity Companies. These three authorities are authorized to provide licenses in a very strict and comprehensive way Uh, to exchanges or companies dealing with digital assets that's why we sit here in UAE happily we're smiling we don't have any fraud we're dealing with the cryptocurrency on a daily basis without any issues banks are endorsing all these uh, crypto space and everything is fine again 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 it's this because of very tight regulation where the government are futuristic and they jump ahead on any other government uh, surrounding in this region but this is not enough about regulation. Uh, regulation comes also with education and awareness. That's why I'm uh, the co-founder of the Y Blockchain Center. The Y Blockchain Center was founded in 2017 with a mission to educate and inspire the global community about the real-world benefit of blockchain technology in general and cryptocurrency in specific. It is a first-class blockchain space that leverages local partners and regulatory support to ensure the real-time engagement with public and private sector. And it's the first education and knowledge hub in the Middle East, dedicated to advanced blockchain adoption. And after this uh, establishment in t- 2017, all government uh, uh, entities and ministries, they start implementing blockchain as a blockchain te- techn- as a technology. And I'm gonna give you an example here about Dubai Land Department. Dubai De- Land Department, they are storing the title deeds on the blockchain which means all your uh, ownership of, uh, if it is a land or an apartment or villa or whatever, it's stored on the blockchain. This is yours. Nobody can change this data from now till the one thousand year coming uh, in the future. Uh, through our journey since 2017, we hold in, the, in our space at the Y Blockchain Center, many international conferences, and the uh, communities and bringing big speakers and incorporating international companies to our uh, UAE jurisdictions. And many of them, they are super successful. They are sitting now in Dubai, doing their business happily and they increase their business uh, uh, incrementally uh, through uh, through this. If I'm gonna go back and talk about the regulation in the exchange space. So regulated exchanges, uh, they are set to uh, have the following features. Number one, a proper user KYC. What does it mean? We have to know your customer, like the traditional banking, they do the KYC, proper KYC, AML process, which is anti-money laundry. This is one of the first two initiatives that they have to conduct it. Other exchanges, they were onboarding users like crazy without checking them, without doing anything. And this is subjected to fraud. So when you have high profitability, that means there's the high risk associated to to this uh, thing. So uh, regulated exchanges in UAE are subjected to a very strict rules and regulations. They have to onboard the users with a proper KYC AML policy. They have to onboard the users with a proper KYT, which is knowing knowing your uh, transactions. And these transactions are being shared with the central bank and with local authorities and government authorities and the user SOF, which is the source of fund. You have to provide your source of fund in order to onboard uh, to the exchange to have a proper uh, businesses and so on and here I have to name few exchanges in the in the region the first exchange that was born from the region called Oasis. they started in 2014 they started with a license that has nothing to do with cryptocurrency because at that time there was no regulation about it and then now they acquired a license from ADGM and they are operating uh very very uh, good and they are positioning very high in the market and they are connected with the banks and you are allowed to cash out your cryptocurrency trading into a fiat currency to your bank account easily seamlessly without any issues the second exchange that came to the market here which is Binance, they got a license from adgm as well kraken which is a european uh, exchange very famous in germany RAIN, uh, RAIN, they got their license uh, from Bahrain through a sandbox uh, framework in Bahrain, Bank, another Chinese bank. I named these few uh, exchanges, not for any advertising or anything, just to tell you who are the regulated one, where you can operate properly and without any problem. Why? Because they are under the rules and regulations of the UAE, uh, under the UAE jurisdictions. And they are connected with the local banks in UAE, like Emirates NBD, ADCB, Citibank, Al Hilal Bank, and so on and so forth. Uh, with this way, the adoption of the crypto market will evolve more and more, and the market capitalization will be higher and higher. It reaches, as my colleague uh, mentioned in, in the first slides, up to two to two to three uh, th- trillion in the market uh, cap. This is only a, 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 a scenario that's happening right now or a testing phase. That we are passing uh, through, which is the mitigation or migration from the traditional world to the digital world. And, and when everybody passes by this phase, it's subjected to different frauds and different activities, which is normal until it gets regulated. So now, since it is regulated in certain jurisdictions, everything will be under control and everything will be uh, under the government uh, regulation. And here, uh, uh, institution investment came to the place and start investing in the crypto market. We can name few of them, Fidelity, JP Morgan, uh, Goldman Sachs, whatever, and you name it. A lot of uh, uh, institutional uh, investments, they came to the market and to the space. After this period, we start uh, uh, phasing right now, which is the rise of the CBDC. What's uh, CBDC? Which is the Central Bank Digital Currency. So this is a digital uh, form of the fiat money, which is the fiat money, which is uh, euro, dirhams, uh, uh, dollars, Lebanese, lira, whatever. So it's a digital form of the fiat uh, money issued and backed by the central bank. It aims to bring the benefit of digital currency to the, the traditional financial system, directly tied to the nation's monetary policy and financial stability. So lately in 2023, right now in March, the IMF uh, led a meeting in order to start testing the central bank digital currencies. And here as well, as you can see, the central bank of the UAE one, uh, was one of the top leaders to jump into to this space and issue the first white paper in 23 of March, 20, uh, 2023, uh, for the central bank of UAE, which is the uh, digital currency of the central bank. And they went through a simulation between UAE and Saudi in uh, regarding uh, uh, transferring of the digital currency between the two uh, countries in order to reach it in, in the near future. And this initiative, it's gonna take time, it's gonna take around a 12 to 15 months in order to be implemented, but we are already started into this direction. So we spoke about all this to tell you that this new transformation is being adopted in a very smart and uh, uh uh, futuristic governments and blockchain as a technology if we come back to the technology it's super important to implement it because it will help in uh, saving billions of of dollars in transactions and millions of millions of uh, printed documents annually because you don't need to uh, print any documents anymore everything will be digital and certified where nobody can change or edit any of these data. And definitely it will lead of saving huge amount of work and it will increase productivity. And this is what UAE is doing. And that's why UAE right now is leading the whole world into the digitization and future vision. Thank you so much. We appreciate your uh, presence. I'll uh, give the floor back to my colleagues.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Nassar. It's really interesting insights into this world and especially the hearing from a specialist within the field and uh, sharing with us the UAE's uh, experience. So thank you for that. We we appreciate all the insights that you have gave us. Uh, Everyone on the call, we would like to thank you on behalf of ACF Lebanon for joining us today's webinar. If you have any questions, we will take it in a bit. Uh, Meanwhile, please follow us on our social media platforms you can see on the screen